0: Before we can go into a new year, we got to exit an old year. And I came today probably to preach the shortest sermon I've ever preached in my life. But I want to preach on this thought, the gift of goodbye. Look at your neighbor say, bye, Felicia. Did I see my friend Buck Marshall here? Is he here? pastor buck marshall would you lift your hand back there come on lift your hand help me welcome my dear friend from texas it's good to see you sir is ria back there too miss ria god bless you first lady we're honored y'all are both with us thank you for coming from texas just to have church with us i don't know why you drive that far from one church sir i'm kidding you got family here pastor randy god bless you sir it's good to see you back there the horton family do we have any other guest ministers? I don't usually do this, but if you're a visiting minister, God bless you. Good to see. You. Who is that? I can't. Is that out? Who is that? Alton, Pastor Alton. God bless you, sir. Good to see you. Would you help me welcome my friend? Great to see you, pal. Anybody else here? I, I don't know. It's great to have everybody. We got a bunch of preachers in the house. If I pass out, somebody will finish this sermon. Amen. Acts thirteen the gift of goodbye. It's real quick today, but I got to take care of some business. Now, I'm going to tell you how I know this is the Holy Ghost. I've been carrying this message for two weeks. But I came in last night with the prayer team and I was laying here praying and Sister Dithra came up to me when I got through praying. She said, the Lord told me something. She said, God told me that he was going to do something for the people tomorrow but before he did it for the people he was going to do it for you and I said tell me what it was and she said God said you're going to have to dust your feet off dust the dust off of 2017 now what she didn't know is that I and only Chad Madden and the Holy Ghost will know this is the word that I had I sent him this text yesterday morning I said I'm preaching on Acts 13 about shaking the dust off your feet and then she come up and said you need to shake the dust off your feet out of the mouth of two or three let a thing be established so I don't give one flying rip where you're in a hurry to get to or whether you're excited about what I'm getting ready to say or not somebody is getting ready to tell 2017 goodbye bye Felicia And you can't walk into 2018 until you say goodbye to 2017. Acts 13 verse number 42. Acts 13. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles, come on, read this with me. Don't make me feel like I'm by myself. The Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Next verse next verse now when the congregation had broken up many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas who was who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God next verse on the next Sabbath almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God keep going but when the Jews saw the multitudes they were filled with envy and And contradicting and blaspheming, they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Next verse. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. Next verse. For so the Lord has commanded us I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Next verse. Now when the Gentiles, just go all the way through to the end, please. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. But the Jews, listen to this, stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city, raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled, somebody say expelled, expelled them from their region. Next verse. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples Oh, this is a reason to get loud and excited right here and the disciples were filled with joy and with the holy ghost in fact i've never met somebody who got filled with the holy ghost that did not also get filled with joy i don't know who that was for but somebody ought to give me one witness to that i said i've never met anybody who was filled with the holy ghost that also didn't get filled with joy How many want to leave today filled with joy and the Holy Ghost? Say amen, church. Pray for me, I'll pray for you. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Ah. Acts 13, Acts 13. Acts 13 is one of the greatest transitional texts found in the New Testament. This is a book when theologians divide up books of the Bible into um, compartments for the sake of study. Most theologians who, who study the book of Acts take the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts and then the next Ten chapters of the book of Acts, beginning here in Acts chapter 13, begins an entirely different section. It's a it's a, a text of transition here in Acts 13. And here's what I mean by transition. Number one, it's a transition from the ministry of Peter and the primary emphasis on Peter's ministry. If you look at Acts 1 through 12, you will see that most of the stories, miracles, and An operation going on in Acts 1 through 12 is about the Apostle Peter. But in Acts chapter 13, the characters change. And the emphasis is no longer on the Apostle Peter. Now the emphasis turns to the ministry of one Apostle Paul. I don't have time to go into the entire story of Paul, but you know Paul. His name used to be Saul. He was from a place called Tarsus. And history bears out that before his conversion on his way to Damascus, He was one of the greatest Jews that ever lived. He sat at the feet of one named Gamaliel and was a teacher of the Jewish way of living. He was a man fully acquainted with the Jewish way of life and yet on his way to persecute the church and to murder even more Christians. The Bible tells us in Acts 9 that he was he was taken off of his beast. He lay on the dusty soil of a, of a Damascus road and there he has an encounter with this man named Jesus. The one whom he persecuted. The Bible tells us that he saw a great light and he heard a voice and the voice was the Lord Jesus himself saying to Saul, why do you persecute me? Why do you kick against the pricks? Why do you oppose me? And Paul laying there in that dusty road, looks up and says the famous words, Who are you, Lord, and what do you want me to do? And he would find out the rest of his life who this Jesus was and would go about his entire life spending his entire life instead of persecuting Jesus, he would advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ and plant churches all over the Asia Minor. That man becomes the centerpiece, his message is Jesus, but the ministry of Paul begins, begins to be the centerpiece here in Acts 13. So we see a transition, not only of people, not only from Peter to Paul, but we see a transition, somebody say transition, a transition from one city to another. Acts chapter 1 through 12 is primarily written about Jerusalem and the activity of the church as it, re- as it relates to Jerusalem. But here in Acts chapter 13, something amazing is getting ready to happen. The church is getting ready to experience an explosion of growth. And, and, and this is amazing, but it does not occur from the church at Jerusalem. It occurs from the church at Antioch. And, and there is a transition and, and a, a change in scenery. But not only is it a change in people, and not only is it a change in scenery, it is a change in the way ministry is getting ready to be done. Heretofore, the work of the church was primarily among the Jewish people. But we are getting ready to see the Lord Jesus kick a door open to a people called the Gentiles. Now I need about... 99% of you guys to praise the Lord for that because had Paul not kicked that door open, 99% of us would still be lost in our sin. There's only one or two Jewish brothers or sisters here this morning. The rest of us are Gentiles. That means we were not born of the race of of the Hebrew people. We we were pagan. Come on, somebody. We were polytheistic. Y'all are looking at me so holy over here. Gentiles, the pagan people of the New Testament, those who worshipped many gods, those who bowed their knees to, to false gods and to false deities, and, 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 and they were the uncouth, unclean people. And yet Jesus is getting ready for the greatest transition in the New Testament. It is the transition of a door being opened to a group of people who had never heard the gospel before. I want to tell you, church, with all of my heart and with every ounce of the anointing that God has ever laid on my life, that God refuses to honor the ministry of people who only go chasing after one kind of people. You don't have to say amen, just buckle up and take it. I want you to know right now that a gospel church is not a church that goes picking and choosing what kind of harvest it's going to take into its house. When Jesus kicks a door open of gospel ministry, the gospel is not just for your kind and your preference. Lord, I feel this thing on my neck right here. The gospel is for every kindred, every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And if a church is going to be blessed by God, it'll be an international operation that doesn't close itself off to any group of people, no matter their language, the color of their skin, the dress they wear, or what they smell like. If you love Jesus, you will love people. If you've been saved, you will preach the gospel to every creature, every nation, every tribe and every tongue. When we get to heaven, turn my monitors up, there will be no black corner, there will be no white corner, there will be no Hispanic corner, there will be no Methodist pew. When we get to heaven, God, I feel him on me right now. There will only be one lamb and one song that we will all sing. And it doesn't matter where you come from. We'll all sing, worthy is the lamb who was slain. I'm glad I'm redeemed today. I'm thankful to be born again today. Some people thought they deserved this day. I'm just glad he kept me one more year. I'm just glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And when God, listen to me, when God starts opening doors of transition for you and you start ministering to different kinds of people than you're used to, What's wrong? What was wrong with Peter? Peter was kosher and clean. Peter was a Jew. He was up on that rooftop that day, and he'd come into a trance. And Jesus lifted down a sheet full of all kinds of unclean animals and said, e- "Peter, take and eat." Not me, Lord. I'm a Jew. <laughs> I don't participate with unclean things. That's what's wrong with white churches. God drops a sheet down with black people in it. That's not us. That's what's wrong with black churches. God drops a sheet down with white people in it. That's not us. I came to fix that today. That is you. What the Lord Jesus has cleansed, let no man call unclean. We need everybody and we need to preach the good news to every person. And when you get so focused on one kind of people most of the time it's your kind of people there are people who get mad at me when i start preaching about this why don't you just drop the race thing why don't you stop trying to drop it that's what's wrong with our country we don't talk about it in the church so they get out in the streets and they have riots and we kill one another because nobody wants to talk about it and we're the only ones on the planet with the grace to heal it all I'm looking to see who gets up in the next 30 seconds and leaves. I'm watching you. We're called to heal it. We're not called to just watch it happen and see the very moral fiber of our nation fall apart. We are the ones who have the answer. And the answer is the table of the Lord. And everybody's welcome at the table. This may be longer than I thought. This is a transition text. This is a text where things are changing. People are changing. The scenery is changing. The doors that are opening are producing the change in the audience. And here's what I found out about seasons of change and transition. You got to be careful in seasons of change and transition. Because not only will you experience great blessing and transition, you'll experience great tribulation. We want the blessing of transformation without the trouble of transformation. <laughs> you think transformation is something that only happens by falling in the floor and getting up with angel dust on you. I'm going to tell you right now that when you go through some changes and you go through some transitions, you are going to go through some pain. You are going to go through some stuff that nobody could tell you you were going to go through it before you started. If the Lord would have revealed all the process before you went through it, come on, how many can be honest and say, I never would have chosen that route? I mean, God shows you A and B, but how many, just like me, don't know what's between the two points? That's why it's called faith. If you had it all shown to you and all revealed, you wouldn't need any faith to walk it out. You'd just wake up every morning and know what it's going to be. The fact that you don't know is a reminder you'll need Him every step of the way. Most people don't want to. Most people want to know the future because they don't want to have to walk by faith. But the fact that you don't know what tomorrow holds reminds you that today you need God. This isn't really a sermon, I don't think. I think this is sort of a testimony, Justin. Because this year has been the single greatest year of transition in my life. My wife's life. In the life of this church. Now, every single week, by the grace of God, people watch. And so I know this is a real risky thing to do. But I just need to testify before I exit a year in a real graceful way and give God glory that he kept us through one of the hardest, most challenging years I've ever been through in my life. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm just telling you, I am grateful to God that through all the transition that we walked through this year, we're still here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If 2017 was everything you wanted it to be, If 2017 was the greatest year of your life, if 2017 offered no challenges, no setbacks, no problems, no trouble, no trial, and no tribulation, touch you. We are glad you're here. But if you lost any sleep in 2017, If you had to pull yourself up by your bootstraps in 2017, if you suffered any frustration or confusion, if you experienced any haters eating hater chips, drinking hater raid, and eating hater tots, if you got unfriended or unfollowed by anybody, some sleepless nights and some internal conflict if you had your Mind feel like you were losing it. If you ever had a financial issue, if you had to make any adjustments, if you had to make any cuts, if you wondered if the best was behind you, if you wondered if you would ever see the light of day, if you wondered if God's best were in front or behind, you didn't know where it was. If that's the kind of year you had in 2017, I came to tell you these words today. God is giving you a great gift this morning I dropped by to tell somebody it's time for you to receive the gift of goodbye (laughs) slap your neighbor say bye Felicia been nice knowing you 2017 you kept me up at night you caused me some tears you caused me some pain you caused me some hurt I lost some friends along the way but bye Felicia it's time to move on I can't stay here in this place peace This might be all you get today, so you better catch it. Somebody needs to tell 2017 all of its pain, all of its confusion, all of its frustration, all of the bad stuff that happened. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I'm out. I got to go. I'm going to be like lightning. I got to bolt, but I can't stay here anymore. This is what happened for... Paul and Barnabas, in this season of transition they went through, I'm a third, I'm two thirds of my way through, so y'all are in good shape. They they go to a place and they preach the gospel, and what's crazy is even in a season of transition, God blesses them some. Isn't he good? Isn't he just great? I mean, he's the bomb. Even when you're going through transition, he'll give you a modicum of blessing. You ever read that scripture over in Peter? Peter said this light affliction. He has a 982 pound demon on his back. And he says this light affliction. The man is is fighting for his life. They're trying to kill him everywhere he goes. And he says this light affliction. Have you ever been able to go through something and it not feel as bad as it was supposed to? No, y'all missed what I said. Let me fix that real quick in a better way. Have you ever been through something and the enemy thought you were going to end up one way, but you didn't end up the way the enemy intended for you to end up, and it didn't turn out as bad as the end? Oh, come on, talk to me, somebody. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about Acts 28 when a snake bites Paul's hand. You think the devil bit his hand, but I'm telling you, God sent the snake to bite his hand. Y'all hold on to me. God allowed the snake to bite his hand. Watch this. Because when the snake bit his hand, the Bible said that the islanders watched him thinking he should swell up and die by now. But he didn't swell up and die. In fact, he shook the snake off in the fire and the whole island got turned upside down. God is able to take the snake bite that was intended to kill you, and instead of it killing you, it actually has a reverse effect, and it becomes used for the glory of God. That's why Paul could say, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Paul is in a season of transition, I'm hearing He's in a season of transition, he's preaching the gospel. He's experienced some blessing. The Bible said the word of God was multiplying in the region. But then, Mother, while there are all these problems, or while there's all this blessing, there are also people stirring up problems. Isn't that the testimony of a season of transition? On the one hand, 2017 was nice, we got a new sanctuary. Come on, somebody. Don't be afraid to praise God for what he blessed us with. We got a gymnasium. We had had one of the greatest years for salvation in the history of our church. On the other hand, How many know there's something going on on the other hand? We went into a gym thinking we'd be there three weeks. Wound up staying there for 15 weeks. Bye, Felicia. I ran into people for three or four weeks. They're like, Pastor, are we back in the sanctuary yet? I'm like, yeah, we're back in the sanctuary. Oh, praise the Lord, I could not fit on that seat in them gymnasium seats. (laughs) I couldn't either. That's why I sat up on the stage. Y'all thought I was trying to do something. I was trying to get a bigger seat. <laughs> on the one hand, God blessed us in so many ways. On the other hand, it's been a tumultuous year. It's a year of transition. Who in their right mind pulls out of one of the richest, fastest growing areas of Tennessee and relocates to the inner city. I'm going to talk about it. I've been living this for 11 months. I'm getting ready to just tell it all. Who does that? Only people who feel like they've heard a word from the Lord. I don't want no pat on the back. I'm trying to explain to you. We've been in a shift this year and I think some of us have been feeling the shift. And maybe as your pastor, I should have done a better job articulating the shift that we've been going through. But before we exit 2018, before we exit 2017 and enter 2018, I believe God helped me to see from a bird's eye perspective, this year has been all about shifting, transitioning, and aligning. It's about, it's about a change in people, a change in places, and a change in operation. And we have felt some of the waves of transition and we wonder, what was it all about? And here's what I want to tell you. When God opens up a door and you feel God telling you to go through it, what you've got to do is walk through the door and not worry about who makes the transition or not. Because if you, listen to me carefully, this is for you to live out for the rest of your life. If God ever opens up a door for you and you are more concerned about who goes with you, than you are about following God. Sometimes I have seen people abandon the will of God and stay with people only to find out that those people they thought they had to have really were not as important as they thought they were. And in the grand scheme of things, the most important thing you can do in your life is follow Jesus. It's been one of the hardest years of my life. God's blessed and won. It. Ruach was the greatest Ruach we've ever had in our history. That's not because I said it. That's because people who come from all over the country said that was the best Ruach we've ever had. I'm grateful for everything God has done to bless. But I'm going to be honest with you. On the other hand, I'm ready to exit 2017. Part of this is Part of this is not even exterior issues. Part of this is my own. My, see, we're not going to be real in here, but sometimes you got to, you just got to get, you got to get real and you got to be real about it. And you got to say, you know what? There, there's some things in me that I need to wave back to. There's some attitudes in my own life I need to leave behind. So when they come and I'm through, when they come to the end of of Acts 13. God's blessed on one hand and there've been some challenges on the other. The most important thing you can do, the most important thing I can do when you go through a season of transition and somebody don't go with you, hear me, the most important thing you can do is love everybody. Because if you get an attitude, I'm sick and tired of hearing people who make a transition or God starts blessing in some way and they get an arrogance and an attitude and they start cutting people down and throwing people under the bus, I'm going to tell you right now, the greatest indication that you are in the will of God and mature enough to handle the blessing God is getting ready to put on your life is that when you leave and people don't go with you, can you still love them and honor them and pray blessing on them even though they didn't come with you? You don't have to say amen. Just look out there and sit and nod. There's too many people in the kingdom. who God doesn't honor that kind of nasty arrogance and pride. Love people. Pray for people. Pray for the best on people that don't pray for you. They come to the end of Acts chapter, 20, uh, Acts chapter 13. The Bible says, and we're coming to the end of 2017. They come to the end of it. Watch this. And they're in a place and they're preaching the gospel. And that particular place doesn't receive them or their word. So Paul and Barnabas have a decision to make. Are we going to stay where we're tolerated or are we going to move on? Are we going to stay where we sense rejection or are we going to move on? Here's what I want you to hear me say today. You have to gracefully exit a year. Only if 2017 was a bad place for you, you and, and, and you went through some stuff. You got to be able to gracefully exit 2017 and wipe the dust of this season. Let me get up on camera so you can see what I'm doing. Zoom in on my feet. What are you doing pastor? I'm wiping the residue of 2017 off my feet. Why would you do that, pastor? Because where I'm going is much better than where I've been. And if I'm not willing to say goodbye to 2017, then I'm not qualified to walk through a door of opportunity. Let me show you what it looks like. Come here. This is what happens. If y'all don't, if you don't, no, 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 let me, you're my son. I'll do what I want to. Don't stop bossing me around. This millennials, man. Let me give you this and I'm out of here. Listen, if you don't wipe some stuff off today, this is going to be you in January. Hey, how you doing? You doing well? Oh, what's that? Oh, that's 2017. (laughs) Everywhere you go, in 2018 if you don't wipe some stuff off that happened to you in 2017 you're gonna walk in 2018 with the same old mess you've been carrying this whole year every time somebody starts praying for you lift your hands Isaiah oh hold on a minute what's that I feel in the back oh that's 2017 somebody hurt me I lost something something was taken from me oh but you can't catch today's blessing Isaiah, God's getting ready to bless you. God's getting ready to use you. Yeah, but, uh. And everywhere you go, the dust of 2017 is going to be all over your life. That's why the but You got a shirt under there? You have a shirt under there? Can you take it off? Come on, take it off. I'll hold your shirt down. Come on. Come on. My God, how long does it take you to take a shirt off, man? It ain't gonna spill everywhere. It's it's all right, I got a vacuum. Come on, my God take three people to take one shirt off. <laughs> I got I got powder all over me. My not brand new suit, Jesus help me. The Bible said in Acts chapter 18 that Paul took it. you read it, Acts chapter 18, Paul took his garment off and beat the dust out of his garment. What was he saying? You tried to hurt me, you tried to kill me, you tried to stop me, you tried to hold me back, 2017, you tried to bury me, but I came to shake the dust out of this garment because where I'm getting ready to go, I can't carry the dust of what? Happened to me. Somebody shake your garment free of the dust this morning. Shake the sleepless nights off. Shake the depression off. Shake the bad report off. Shake the discouragement off. Shake it off. What are well, you doing? I'm getting that 2017 off me. Whew. I can't carry that. Bye, Felicia. Slap your neighbor one more time. We get ready to go home but tell them, bye, Felicia. It's been nice knowing you 2017. You tried to keep me up at night. You tried to steal my joy. You tried to tell me I wasn't anointed. You tried to tell me doors would not open. Bye, Felicia. I'm here to thank God that he kept me one more year and to praise him that the best is yet to come. Somebody start shaking some stuff off right now. Anybody need some help wiping some stuff off? Take yourself, take yourself a napkin and wipe your feet off. Just wipe off the discouragement. Wipe off the pain. Wipe off the bad report. Wipe off what they said about you. Wipe it off. You just got to learn how to say goodbye 2017. It's been nice knowing you. I, 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 I came to praise God this morning that no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper somebody take yourself a praise break I know I made a mess I'm sorry but I gotta get this off of me Cause I can't go into 2018 with the dust of where I've been. The gift of goodbye. Somebody filed bankruptcy in 2017. Life it off. Somebody went through a real problem in a You lost somebody close to you in 2017. You'll never forget them. God don't want you to forget them. But the pain, those sleepless nights, I I had to adjust. You want one? Come here. Your feet off. I don't know what you could have went through in your four-year-old life in 2017, but whatever it was, sweet pea, wipe it off. I'm able to wipe it off because I'm believing that the next door is gonna help me make sense of why I went through all the pain. In fact, it freaked me out. Come on, stand. I'm through preaching. That don't mean it's leaving time. It means I'm through preaching. It freaked me out when I found out that Iconium meant the place of manifestation. Literally, that's what it means. The place, the image of, the manifestation of. What if the next stop in your life dust off of me. But what if the next stop in our life was a place called manifestation where the abstract became concrete where the promise comes to pass where the prophecy gets fulfilled where the intangible becomes tangible I got some on my heart for tonight, but before we go through tonight and get there, you got to decide how long you're going to carry the dust of 2017. I'm going to be real honest with you. There's some things that happened in 2017 that were different than what I prayed for. There were some things that happened in 2017 that were not on my radar nobody prophesied them but you got a decision to make are you gonna walk around with that dust on you or are you gonna shake that dust out and press on it to god a little deeper heads bowed eyes closed shake the dust off and get rid of frustration of confusion of a previous season if some things happened to you that still don't make sense if some pain was inflicted that you felt was unjust. Today you can shake that off. I'm not saying you'll never remember it. I'm not saying that it won't try to hurt you in your future. I'm just simply saying it cannot make you its prisoner any longer. Paul could have stayed in beside Being rejected and felt like my ministry, my life is no good. But when they did not receive him and when he encountered a place of resistance, he simply shook the dust off. And the next door God opened for him was in a place called Iconium. And then to a place called Lystra. And if you read the end of Acts 14, he comes all the way back to Antioch where he started. And here's the last thing I want you to see. After he shook that dust off and came out of that city of rejection, that place of rejection, the Bible said he got filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. Not only are you dusting some stuff off, but you're getting ready to be filled up with some stuff from heaven. You can't just dust off 2017 and not get filled with the Holy Spirit. So I want everybody in this room before we go home, if you need God to fill you afresh with the Holy Spirit, I want you to lift your hands and begin to ask Him for it right now all over the place. All over the place. All over the place. If I don't care what you've been through, I know it's been, oh God, some people in this room have been through the most unimaginable pain. But I'm going to tell you right now, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Holy Spirit, you can receive the Holy Spirit. It is God himself filling your spirit today. If you need that, lift your hand right now all over this house. All over this house, ask God to fill you with fresh joy. Come on. Just for a few moments, ask God to fill you with fresh joy. You don't ask him for it, I don't know that he'll do it, but if you ask him, I know he will. Somebody lift your hands and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit today. Reach over, lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Come on, all over this house. Some people need to pray. They need a prayer. Pray for them right now. They don't even know how to pray. They don't even know how to pray. In light of the year they've had, they don't even know what words to say. I want you to pray for them right now that God would fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them with joy. Open up your mouth and pray for them. Oh God, fill them with joy, fill them with the Holy Ghost today, fill them with the Holy Ghost today, fill them with the Spirit of the Lord today. Bye Felicia, bye 2017, peace out, I, I know you tried to hurt me, but I'm going on, I can't stay here, I can't stay locked up in this pain, I can't stay locked up in this prison. I'm coming out, I'm shaking it off, I'm shaking it off, the joy of the Lord. Be my strength, the joy of the Lord. The The joy, 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 the joy of the Lord. Just don't seem spiritual. But playing football is all I remember. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Hey. But hey. <laughs> well, look at you. Na <laughs> na 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 na. Nah, nah. One more time. Na, 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 na. I know. Some of y'all are like, hurry, get your things. It's getting crazy. Na, 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 na. We're getting ready to go. I want you to look back over your left shoulder as far as you can. Look all the way back over your left shoulder wave at it look up here look back over your right shoulder as far as you can wave at it now look up here that's the last time we're looking back that's the last time we're looking back somebody get real crazy with me say hey sorrow somebody get real crazy with me say hey sorrow See you later, sorrow. See you later, depression. See you later, 2017. See you later, sleepless nights. I'm getting ready to step into a new day. I bless you. Father, thank you for the grace and the gift to say goodbye. Now Lord, tonight I pray you'll finish this divine transaction. Today we're going to say goodbye to 2017. Tonight we're going to say hello to a new day, a new year. And Father, I pray you would set the whole year in order on tonight and that something would be deposited in our hearts that would be like a seed that would grow all year long. Let that be an anointing released in this house tonight, Father, that would seep down into our spirits that would not leave us, we pray. Keep your hand upon your people today, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that as someone goes home today, they'll find themselves shaking off the dust of 2017, getting their garment ready for a new year. Father, we thank you that over every life and over every family, the best is yet to come. And I thank you for the grace to say goodbye. See you, 2017. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for a new year and a new day in 2018. Bless the people and bring us back together tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, 10 a.m., we'll see you in the house of the Lord. Go in the peace of God today. Church. Hey church, we're going to have you, if you could, if some of you can say, um, help us. And tonight is at 10 p.m., not 10 a.m. And uh, if you would, grab a balloon. We have ushers and our pastoral staff is going to, we have a surprise for you tonight. But if you could help us blow one balloon up.